Chapter Four: The First Day of School. When the first day of school finally arrived, Ramona made her own bed so her mother would be liberated. She hid the lumps under her stuffed animals. That's cheating," said Beezus, who was pulling up her own blankets, smooth and tight. "Pooh! Who cares?" This morning, Ramona did not care what her sister said. She was now in the first grade and eager to leave for school all by herself before Old Slowpoke Howie could catch up with her. She clattered down the hall in her stiff new sandals, grabbed her new blue lunchbox from the kitchen counter, kissed her mother goodbye, and was on her way. Before her mother could tell her, she must try to be a good girl now that she was in the first grade. She crunched through the fallen leaves on the sidewalk and held her head high. She wanted people to think. How grown up Ramona Quimby is! Last year she was a little kindergartner in the temporary building, and look at her now—a big girl on her way to school in the big brick building. A neighbor who had come out to move her lawn sprinkler actually did say, "Hello, Ramona. My, aren't you a big girl?" "Yes," said Ramona, but she spoke modestly. She did not want people to think that being in the first grade had gone to her head. She was tempted to try going to school a new way by another street, but decided she wasn't that brave yet. How little the new members of the morning kindergarten looked! Some were, some of them were clinging to their mother's hands. One was actually crying. Babies, Ramona called out to her old kindergarten teacher crossing the playground. Miss Binny, Miss Binny, it's me, Ramona. Miss Binny waved and smiled. Ramona Q, how nice to see you. Miss Binny understood that Ramona used her last initial because she wanted to be different, and when Miss Binny printed Ramona's name, she always added ears and whiskers to the Q. That was just the kind of teacher Miss Binny was. Ramona saw Beezus and Mary Jane. Hi, Beatrice, she called to let her sister know she would remember not to call her Beezus at school. How are you, Beatrice? Little Davy jumped at Ramona. Ho ha! He shouted. Ramona knew first graders could not really use karate. You mean hi ya? She said. Davy never got anything right. Ramona felt much smaller and less sure of herself as she made her way up the steps of the big brick building with the older boys and girls. She felt smaller still as they jostled her in the hall on her way to the room she had looked forward to for so long. Room one. At the foot of the stairs that led to the classrooms of the upper grades was the classroom for Ramona and the other morning kindergartners of last year. Last year's afternoon kindergarten was entering the first grade in room two. Many of Ramona's old kindergarten class, taller now and with more teeth missing, were already in their seats behind desks, lately enabled with their names, like place cards at a party. Thought Ramona, Eric J and Eric R. Little Davy, with the legs of his new jeans turned up farther than the legs of any other boy's jeans, Susan, with her fat curls like springs touching her shoulders, boing, thought Ramona, as always, at the sight of those curls. This year, she promised herself she would not pull those curls, no matter how much they tempted her. Mrs. Griggs was seated at her desk, and what is your name? She asked Ramona. Mrs. Griggs, older than Miss Binny, looked pleasant enough. But of course, she was not Miss Binny. Her hair, which was no special color, was parted in the middle and held at the back of her neck with a plastic clasp. Ramona, Ramona Q. Good morning, Ramona. 
said Mrs. Griggs. Take the first, fourth desk in the second row, she said. The desk, which had Ramona taped to the front where Mrs. Griggs could see it, turned out to be across the aisle from Susan. Hi, Ramona Kimona, said Susan. Hi, Susan Snoozen, answered Ramona, as she opened her desk and took out a pencil. She untaped her label, printed her special cute with ears and whiskers on it, and retaped it. Next, she explored her reader to see if she could find the grown-up words she knew. Gas, motel, burger. She could not. The bell rang, and after Mrs. Griggs chose Joey to lead the flag salute, she made a little speech about how grown-up they were now that they were in the first grade, and how the first grade was not a place to play, like kindergarten. The class was here to work. They had much to learn, and she was here to help them. And now, did anyone have anything to share with the class for show and tell? Hands waved. Stevie showed the horse chestnuts he had picked up on the way to school. The class was not impressed. Everyone who passed a horse chestnut tree on the way to school picked up chestnuts, but no one ever found a use for them. Ramona waved her hand harder. Yes, Ramona, what do you have to share with the class? asked Mrs. Griggs. Then, seeing the initial on the label on Ramona's desk, she smiled and asked, or should I call you Ramona Kitty Cat? Much to Ramona's annoyance, the class tittered at Mrs. Griggs' joke. They knew she always added ears and whiskers to her cues. There was no need to laugh at this grown-up question that she was not expected to answer. Mrs. Griggs knew her name was not Ramona Kitty Cat. Meow, said one of the boys. Room one giggled. Some meowed, others purred, until the cat noises dwindled under the disapproving look of the teacher. Ramona faced the class, took a deep breath, and said, Some men came and chopped a great big hole in the back of our house. She paused dramatically to give the class time to be surprised, astonished, perhaps a little envious of such excitement. Then she would tell them how spooky the hole was. Instead, room one, still in the mood for amusement, laughed. Everyone in the room except Howie laughed. Ramona was startled, then embarrassed. Once more, she felt as if she were standing aside, seeing herself as someone else, a strange first grader at the front of the room, laughed at by her class. What was the matter with them? She could not see anything funny about herself. Her cheeks began to feel hot. They did, Ramona insisted. They did too chop a hole in her house. She turned to Mrs. Griggs for help. The teacher looked puzzled, as if she could not understand a hole chopped in a house, as if perhaps she did not believe a hole chopped in a house. Maybe that was why the class laughed. They thought she was making the whole thing up. Tell us about it, Ramona, said Mrs. Griggs. They did, Ramona insisted. I'm not making it up. At least Howie, sitting there looking so serious, was still her friend. Howie knows, Ramona said. Howie came over to my house and jumped through the hole. The whole class found this very funny. Howie jumping out a hole in Ramona's house. Ramona's ears began to burn. She turned to her friend for support. Howie, didn't they chop a hole in my house? No, said Howie. Ramona was outraged. She could not believe her ears. They did too, she shouted. You were there. You saw them. You jumped through the hole like I said. Ramona, said Mrs. Griggs in a quiet voice that was neither cross nor angry. You may take your seat. We do not shout in the classroom in the first grade. Ramona obeyed.
Tears of humiliation stung her eyes, but she was too proud to let them fall. Mrs. Griggs wasn't even going to give her a chance to explain. And what was the matter with Howie? He knew she was telling the truth. I'll get you for this, Howie Kemp, Ramona thought bitterly. And after they had 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 such a good time playing Brick Factory, too. Ramona wanted to run home when recess came, but her house was locked, and her mother had gone off to work in that office near all those darling babies. Ramona was unable to keep her mind on Jack and Becky, their dog pal, and their cat Fluff in her stiff new reader. She could only sit and think, I was telling the truth. I was telling the truth. At recess, one of the Eric's yelled at Ramona, Liar, liar, pants on fire, sitting on a telephone wire. Ramona pointed at Howie. He's the fibber, she yelled. Howie remained calm. No, I'm not. As usual, Howie's refusal to get excited infuriated Ramona. She wanted him to get excited. She wanted him to yell back. You did too see the hole, she shouted. You did too jump through it. Sure, I jumped through it, but nobody chopped a hole in your house, Howie told Ramona. But they did, cried Ramona, burning with fury. They did, and you know it. You're a fibber, Howie Kemp. You're just making that up, said Howie. Two men pried some siding off your house with crowbars. Nobody chopped a hole at all. Ramona was suddenly subdued. What's the difference? she asked, even though she knew in her heart that Howie was right. Lots, said Howie. You chop with an axe, not a crowbar. Howie Kemp, you make me so mad, shouted Ramona. You knew what I meant. She wanted to hit. She wanted to kick, but she did not, because now she was in the first grade. Still, she had to punish Howie, so she said, I am never going to play Brick Factory with you again, so there. Okay, said Howie, I guess I'll have to come back and take back my bricks. Ramona was sorry she had spoken so hastily. She would miss Howie's bricks. She turned and kicked the side of the school. She had not fibbed. Not really. She had only meant to make the story exciting, and since tools did not interest her, she felt that a hole really had been chopped in her house. That was the trouble with Howie. If she offered him a glass of bug juice, he said, that's Kool-Aid. If she said, it's been a million years since I had a popsicle, he said, you had a popsicle last week, I saw you. Ramona began to feel heavy with guilt. Now, the whole class and Mrs. Griggs thought Ramona was a fibber. Here it was, the first half of the first morning of the first day of school, and already the first grade was spoiled for her. When the class returned to room one, Ramona did not raise her hand the rest of the day, even though she ached to give answers. She wanted to go to Mrs. Griggs and explain the whole thing, but Mrs. Griggs seemed so busy she did not know how to approach her. The class forgot the incident. By lunchtime, no one called her a liar with pans on fire, but Ramona remembered, and as it turned out, so did Howie. That afternoon, Ramona had to go shopping with her mother. Ramona could see that having to make her own bed and maybe even bake her own cookies were not the only disadvantages of her mother's new job. Ramona was going to be dragged around on boring errands after school because her mother could no longer do them in the morning. When they returned and Mrs. Quimby was unloading groceries on the driveway, the first thing that Ramona noticed was that Howie had come and taken away all of his bricks. She looked to see if he had left her one little piece of a brick, 
but he had taken them all, even the smithereens, and just when she most felt like some good hard pounding, too.